broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, here are your hosts, Nick and Drew. Welcome to episode 281 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, season six, for only a few more episodes next. We're, we're heading into we're heading season, season seven. seven. I know. Can you believe that? We're going to hit the 300 mark of the Trivia Podcast. Just unbelievable. Who would have thought two guys with absolutely no ability to get stuff done on a weekly basis consistently could pull off an almost weekly podcast for 300 episodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you consider, like, the ones we missed, just vacation time. I mean, we've pretty oh, much Vacation started. time, deaths in the family, you know, sickness. Like, that's where we've missed Yeah, like when the flu is running around. Ah, and, like, what do you yeah, want us to do? Your people? daughter gets Infect it, us? and then my daughter gets it the following week. So, don't complain to me if you miss a week. All right, let's get you going here. Uh, they'll get two this week, so that's nice. You get one right before Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, you'll see some of these on the quiz next week because there's going to be a lot of uh, missed shows this week with Thursday being off. Right. Nick, um, what singer-songwriter was given $100 million by Jeff Bezos for her charity foundation? Hmm. I missed this. I'm glad you did. But there is Jeff, one Jeff person that has very much been dominating headlines in every way, so I, I'm going to have to guess it's Taylor Swift. It is not Taylor Ooh. Swift. Okay, she so let looked, me back this up for a second. Yep, hundred million dollars for her charity. Yeah, and any charity she wants, a hundred million dollars to distribute to any charity she's she wants through her charitable foundation. Okay, so she's got a foundation. Through the foundation, she can distribute this hundred million dollars any way that she wants. Is this something that happened like this week? And I just couple missed weeks it? ago. Yeah, within, weeks ago. within the last week or so. That's probably when I was on vacation. Um, hmm. Any connection I could see from Jeff Bezos to a singer, any charitable singer out there, nothing, not getting anything. Um, uh, can you throw you a hint? All right, throw a hint. Probably her most famous song was sung by somebody else. So she's Dolly just, Parton. Dolly Parton is the correct. I was answer. gonna say Dolly Parton. That was where I was leaning anyway. It's kind of funny it how I was. The microphone with so that as Dolly as, Parton. As soon as you said Sorry, that, folks. as soon as you said that, I was all over it. That's correct. I, I will was, always I was, love you, Whitney Houston. Would I you assume? Would you get say that that's her most famous song? It's nine to five, maybe. It's one hundred percent her most famous. Okay, song. yeah. It's not even. It's close. a fair statement. It's a fair statement, folks. Um, all right, yeah. So good for her. She's a charitable goddess, apparently. All right, since we're talking about billionaires, I'll go here. I like how he doesn't trust himself to give away $100 million. He's like, I'm going to make Dolly. I'm going to make myself look good. I'll give it to Dolly. Yeah, he'll give it to, what, Boston Robotics? And then we'll <laughs> have like little RV dogs dog running around. Robot <laughs> chasing people down the boardwalk. <laughs> you littered. This thing is biting me. It's programmed to do it. Um, all right. Who had the most expensive art collection ever sold? Who broke the record for their art I collection? This. I saw this. Paul Allen. Paul Allen's art collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, like a multi-billion dollar art. Somebody yeah. said, okay, Dennis Miller had a great line, and I think I heard Norm MacDonald repeat it, and now uh, Dana Carvey's doing it as Dennis, and it's something to the extent of uh, at a certain point, it's all, uh, it, it's either got to be like uh, Picasso's or nothing, kid. Like he goes, okay. uh, with, in terms of your money, he goes, at a certain point, it's all about Picasso's or nothing, kid. Meaning, like, when you get to a certain level, 
you're either investing in art or you're there's nothing else to invest. Nothing, right, <laughs> there's nothing hit, else to invest. There's in. nothing left to right to to toy around with. You know, you could have yeah. companies, you could have whatever, but like, well, was he the guy with the with the yacht? He had yeah. that the octopus. Was that the yeah, name of that yeah, yacht? Yeah, 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 and he's dead. Yeah, that guy spent his money in a way that was just more fun than Bill Gates did. Even There's, though he didn't have as much money, and as he didn't Bill look Gates. like he, like Bill Gates did not look like he had any fun in life. No, at like Paul Allen was buying sports teams, yeah, the biggest yacht in the world. He's also Van Gogh. He's also Monet's, dead. He couldn't keep no. himself alive, which is like the number one thing. He got that much money. Yeah, you should Steve be Jobs couldn't. No oh, man, it, it, those guys work themselves into the grave. It is so taxing to do that work and to have that much stress that by the time they get to that age, their bodies are just like they're they're used to. 6 a.m. every day and no go, 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 go and yeah. intense pressure. I've never lived like that. So I can't. Look, I even imagine. That's why I think I have a shot at 95 sitting on a you know beach looking at stuff because I'm not, I'm not going to have that stress on my life. No. You know, I've had stressful things, but not like every day, every day. No, if I have like two things in a day, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I gotta, I gotta, go, a I gotta go get my my dry cleaning and <laughs> I gotta order lunch. <laughs> Jesus, two things in one day. Fuck, man, somebody wanted me to write an email and I gotta order lunch. <laughs> what do you want from me? You know, I need person. I need time to take a nap. <laughs> I'm one guy here. Right. All right. What do you got? Uh, or is it mine? Oh, this is yours. Okay, this is a great one, Nick. Uh, what fruit is named for an indigenous Nahua word meaning testicles? So there is a fruit name that we eat all the time across the world. And the word literally means testicles. When you say, hey, can I have some testicles? <laughs> right. That is what you are saying. You said it's a Nahua word? Nahu- indigenous Nahua. Nahua. Yes, and I can tell you where they're from as a hint, but uh, I'll see. Right, let you... me see if I can get this first. Yes, and and I will say this: it is a fruit that looks a lot like a testicle, Nick. Yeah, so I mean, cherries was the one that I was thinking. Those are good, yeah, because <laughs> right. you have them on the right. little sticks, right? But, but it doesn't. Cherry like, doesn't, it doesn't sound like, like it's it. a word from the Nahua meaning no. testicle. You would know that if cherry meant testicle, right? Hmm. Cherry red. Oh, so testicle red. So, uh, like, the gonad is not a... <laughs> what a great word that is. <laughs> it's not a fruit. It sounds like a like a Greek demon, you know? They worship the gonads on that island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are the gonad people. I guess I'll take the hint at this point. Okay. Um, the tribe is indigenous to Mexico. Hmm. Down, uh, see, neither one of them are really, but I mean, mangoes. Nope, <laughs> that's pa- a good one. Papaya, <laughs> another one. <laughs> I got some good papayas. How about the word avocado? Wow, see, the fruit is I understand it's technically a fruit, it is but a that's fruit. Just... It is a fruit, yes. Avocado is in the who word that just means testicle, straight up. There's no the Hua wow. word for testicle is avocado. Wow. How about it? <laughs> so there you go, folks. And smash testicle, guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good one there, man. Guacamole. Uh, can you tell me the first comic to have a Showtime special? 
who was the first comedian with their first show. So if you remember, uh, HBO had that comic relief. Mm-hmm. So what what act was Showtime like? I got it. They've got Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal. But we've got this guy. Gallagher? You got it. Unbelievable. You remember that? I watched it. <laughs> it was like in the I remember days, Showtime's right? yeah. Gallagher, Gallagher special. Gallagher special. Yeah. Yeah. With the Sledgematic. Of course. Yeah. It's funny. People always make fun of that, but that was a brilliant. Like, the whole point of the Sledgematic was a take on how over commercialized products were and how they were selling crap we have no use for whatsoever. It's like, <laughs> here's the latest, greatest invention. It can do anything. It can even smash watermelons. <laughs> it's the Sledgematic. And he would just take out a hammer. And he would smash a watermelon to the entire crowd. It's like a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, the Sledgematic. Giant, giant sledgehammer. Right. Gallagher. <laughs> I like how you phrase that, though. This is the answer. We got this guy. (laughs) It's not the only reason I got that is because I watched the Gallagher special on Showtime, and and for some reason there was like a Gallagher two. Gallagher two was his brother, right? And like took over for him or something. No, no. This is what happened. He was getting so much work, Gallagher, right? That he let his brother. He let his brother go tour as Gallagher Gallagher two. So you'd show up thinking you're getting Gallagher, and you get the brother. But who cares? They're doing the same act. You're smashing watermelons <laughs> with the sledgematic, <laughs> yelling. What's the difference? He did some funny stuff, though, man. I, you know, I wish I could find it. Um, I don't know if it was in this special, but there was one thing he did that was so freaking brilliant. He he was like in a class, like fake class, and he started with a word, and then. Every next word led to the, like, every word he said led to the next word in, like, the most mind-boggling, creative way with spelling and letters and whatever. And then he tied it all back together yeah, with I the first word. Yeah, I kind of remember that. It was and like I just a remember, fast-talking yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just remember being mesmerized, being like, oh, my God, that is genius. So he was not a hack. Like, people, like, always get on him because it's... The watermelon, you know, that's what they, everybody remembers him smashing. No, I think watermelons. what happened was he dived into like race and like. Oh, he got it. He got <laughs> detoured. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not good. But before Gallagher, before you should, anybody, you stuck or to he the... went to like some anti-Semitic takes or something. Like oh, he became. Geez. Yeah, it was like she just stuck to the. Oh, well, you know what? It was? It was something along the lines of like, uh, you know, like black comics only talk about white people oh, and these kind of comics Jesus. only. Yeah, Gallagher. Gallagher. If you're like, go smash some watermelons. <laughs> go back, smash some watermelons, dude. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Gallagher, Gallagher recently passed away. Yeah, so R.I.P. What about Gallagher too? Still with us? I don't know. It's interesting to know because I'd be out on tour tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'd be Gallagher. It's a one. little but I'd be Gallagher one now. You're like you're like <laughs> page three right now. <laughs> like maybe you can get back out there. Listen, I was Gallagher too. I didn't say any of the racist <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so you didn't consult me. Like anybody could tell whatever, any kind of jokes they want to tell of uh, Gallagher too. All right, Nick, are you ready for sports? Yeah. So you know, I've been giving you these quizzes, like you know, the favorite baseball team of uh, the United States based on state. Yeah. I have one of the all-time great ones. Okay. Okay. This this is perfect because we're in the World Cup season. In fact, it's going on right now as we do this podcast. Yes. Um, they did a vote. Every state, they took a vote of what your favorite World Cup team was in the state, right? All right. So in the U.S. In the U.S. All right. Every and, state And I guess voted. U.S. doesn't count. So you, U.S. Yes, counts. So you could say U.S. You could say U.S. 
Okay. okay. And not every state said U.S. That's shocking. By a wide mile. Now, keep in mind, you're voting soccer fans, right? So you're going to get a huge Latino population. Okay. So, by far. Oh, they're, they're polling soccer fans specifically. Yeah. This is not the general. No, this public. is like a, this was a Fox soccer poll or something. Okay. Or, or something very specific. So, All right. Um, so, there were five countries besides the U.S. name. So, I could ask this question a million different ways. You could fling off the, the five or five countries, including the U.S., right? So four other okay. countries. Give me the four other countries. Or, all right, yeah, so let's start with that. Give me the four other countries, and then I'm going to ask you the follow-up, because the follow-up is so unbelievably funny. It, it's just the greatest. It's just so great. But I have to do it after you take your okay. stab at this. All right. Without going through, like, the eight to ten in which I think it could be, I'm just going to kind of hope the the – this rises to the top. So I'll say Mexico. Number two by a wide mile. So okay. U.S. is one, Mexico two. All right. Uh, it's a little tougher after that, but I'm going to say is. Brazil. That's the, Yes, you okay. got it. Yep. All right. The Those last two, sort of the the last two, two are I, very hard. Are they really? Yeah, very hard. Well. I'll give you the two states if you want to get the two countries from the two states. Might help. Rhode Island and Vermont. Wow. The only two states that deviated from one of those three teams. So everybody had either the USA. U.S., Mexico, or Brazil. Brazil was only in two states. So what do they like in Vermont? That's that's actually my question. That was actually And Rhode Island. This is the same country? No. They each have their own? They each have their own. Which I find fascinating by itself. Is is Rhode Island's country part of the UK? No. That's that's even more interesting. Isn't it? Um all right. Well, cause Vermont is so close to Canada and even gets French radio, I'm gonna say France for Vermont. Those sons of bitches voted for England. See see that's where I would have had Rhode Island. Rhode Island voted for Portugal, which I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, understand, understand the connection at, at all. all. I don't understand that at all. I guess they love Ronaldo. I have no idea. All I know is those treasonous bastards in Vermont voted Who votes for, for England? England. For England, I was that easily would have been as the their least. favorite. Like what a bunch of hypocritical. Oh, we're so liberal. Right. Oh, you, yeah, give you, us voted, England. you voted for the monarchy. I mean, the only thing is there like three soccer fans in I, I mean, there's in more Vermont, chickens than people. So, I right, mean, like it, it could just be like, cows. It, it could just be that they got nine votes and <laughs> right. one family just, of Vermont. One English family <laughs> right. on vacation. It just doesn't make any in sense. In the sights. But I just love it. I thought my logic with the French speaking. was brilliant. You were right there. It's a bitch just went English. And I had it. I, Rhode Island, I was like that pretentious uh, state. That, that's that, perfect. They I, could I go them, for England. I had them you could either. totally see them going I was for like, England. Are they England or Wales? Right, that's right. There was, you go. Or Scotland or. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Great, great job. Good World Cup stuff there. There you go. Uh, all right. I got to cut. I actually have so many good sports questions, it's hard to narrow it down to two. I know. But uh, you want two football or you want a football, baseball? Two football. Two football. 
let's go with this. 20-pointer. 10 points for each correct answer. The first part. What last name is shared by two of the five all-time leaders in interceptions at the NFL level? What last name is shared by two of the five all-time leaders in interceptions? Woodson. Woodson. You got it. Unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. Rod, Rod Char- Woodson and are, Charles Woodson. What are the odds? Like, have you ever met another Woodson? No. <laughs> like, I've been to Woodstown. <laughs> but unrelated Amazing. and the two of them? Yeah. Uh, top five? I, that's that's an excellent one. But it's funny how my head went right to Sanders, and I was like, there's no other Sanders. Next guy, Woodson. There's two Woodsons. There you I, go. I had it right there. Right. You had it. All right, now for an extra 10 points, if you could tell me the NFL's active leader in interceptions. This is – the interception is going much of the way of the win I think in I know baseball. It. I think I know it. Is it Marcus Peters? You got it. Excellent. From the Ravens? Excellent job. Yeah. You got it. 171st all time on the all-time list. He's 171st on the all-time list. I thought you were about to tell me 171. I was like, what? There's no way 100. Right. Yeah, I was like, there's no way he's got 171. No, he's got 32. He's got 32. He's ranked 171st I think he holds the rookie record, too. Yeah, if you remember, he have like 9 or 10? Yeah, that's why I guessed him. That's why he's... Right off the bat. And you you know where I heard it? He picked off the Jets week one, and they... Said, I was watching that game. That's where I got the question from. They, they, they said, uh, <laughs> All-time hey, leader. He's and I'm like, all wait, 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 that's impossible. The all-time. Yeah, the, yeah. The active, and I'm like, wait, wait, that's impossible. That can't be right. And I started looking it up, and I'm like, Patrick Peterson doesn't have 32 yeah, interceptions? It's, it's hard to get me on questions where the Jets were involved at some point with that, <laughs> but that's 100% where I knew it. Yep. Well uh, done. All right, there you go. Um, he watches Nick, his football. Andres Carter is famous for what word? Andres Carter is famous Cantor, Cantor. My God, I called him Andre Carter because, you know, defensive end for. Okay, Andre's Cantor is famous for what word? Andre's Cantor is famous for what word? What word? Single word. Mm-hmm. Is he a basketball player? Am I even in the right? No. Enos Cantor? Is that a is that a guy? That is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Andres Cantor is famous for screaming what word? Mm. I kind of was along those lines, like thinking of what did somebody shout out, but Shout out. Uh Fat? <laughs> 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 Nick, it's that time of year. It's the event that's going on. Oh, the World Cup. Okay. So once again, Andres Cantor is famous for screaming what word? Uh, I'll put Nick out of his misery. Nick, thank you. He is the I'll tell you why I missed that. Why? I thought that was every guy. I didn't realize that was one guy's act. 
I thought they all did that. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that was like I think a he, single guy. I think he's the granddaddy. Okay. I think he's the Mexican. Because I've heard multiple oh, they definitely, versions of that. They definitely Gold do it. Day. There's no question. But uh, he is famous for screaming that word. He was the first. I don't know that really. he was the first, but uh, he was the guy that they featured on the Mexico game that was ready to scream goal. Uh, and that's uh, they showed him doing the, the goal for all his other calls. That's the game going on now? Or today? Uh, that was Mexico-Poland. It's already yeah, over. Already, yeah. So now they know when we recorded it, folks. All right, let's move on to geography history. I got some gems. All right, can you tell me the longest-serving non-royal head of state in the 20th and 21st century? Who was the longest-serving non-royal head of state? Putin? Nah, that's not right. Good for Putin. He's not He's not there yet. Who's been running there? Crap, longer than anybody we know. Well, Ange- Angela Markell? It's not necessarily active. It's just... Oh. It's just the longest-serving non-royal head of state in the 20th, 21st century. It doesn't have to be somebody that's... Is Angela still running that show? Nah, I think she's I out, she out now. Was out, I think yeah. she's retired. So who was in power the longest? Angela. I mean, there were like like some African dictators who were there for like sick periods of time. Are you counting those guys? Yeah, this I, I count anybody. Okay, count so anyone. it's probably that guy. Uh, he's from like. I mean, this, this guy put in. Jesus, what's his name? I don't remember his name. This guy, you know his name. This is not Charles a Charles Mug. This is not like a oh, Mahatma Gandhi. That would have been nice. I think he was killed. Uh, I know this guy's name, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a very famous fella. Very famous fella. Nothing's coming to my head. Uh, you want to give me a country? Is that well, going away immediately? I mean, I could give you the fact that he started in the 50s and made it all the way to the 21st century. Anybody ringing a bell? Started over here. <laughs> no. Not much of a dresser. Sort of war. Stalin? <laughs> no, no. Or, uh, um, not much of a dresser. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some more compliments <laughs> down this fellow's way. Oh, it involved in a lot of hijinks. Oh, wait a minute. Are you talking about... I'm confused. Wait, so he was a head of state, though? Yeah. Okay. Non-royal, the longest-serving head of state in the 20th and 21st century, but it was a non-royal, so like... Right. Now I got nothing. Fidel Castro. Ah! Good for Fidel. Yeah, at least he got that record going for you. You should have gone with he liked cigars at the yeah, end. Yeah, right. that would have right. got, gotten there. I just thought not much of a dresser. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> That is absolutely true. Guy did not spend a lot of time on his wardrobe. All right, Nick, I have uh, I have some awesome Thanksgiving trivia to end the round with, but I'm going to ask you this question, which is about the opposite of Thanksgiving, uh, as you can get. One of the weirdest things that I have learned about a U.S. president in history that no one has ever mentioned. Now, we just talked about Jerry Lee Lewis. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Married his 13-year-old cousin? Mm-hmm. I got one a lot worse than that, Nick. Oof. A lot worse. You ready? What U.S. president, I'm not going to give you the clue, married 
his adopted daughter while in office. So we're talking full Woody Allen. Okay. Married his adopted daughter while in office. And somehow America was just like. Was his wife still alive? Eh. No, I don't think so. So he was a widower. I guess. John Tyler. <laughs> no. All right. What U.S. president who shares a name with a geographic region married his adopted daughter while in office? Shares his name with a geographic region. City. I just wanted to be more wordy, mm-hmm. which Kelsey Grammer called me on, by the way. I'm too wordy. It's like, so <laughs> he goes, that one wasn't wordy enough. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Frazier. Uh, hmm. Appreciate that one. If you haven't heard the story by now, folks, I hosted Quizzo with Kelsey Grammer at uh, Ocean's Resort Casino. Casino Resort. Casino Resort at Villain in St. last Thursday. And uh, it was magical, but he did correct me on several questions and uh, also gave me valuable pieces of side information. Grover Cleveland? Grover Cleveland is the correct answer. (sighs) Married his adopted daughter. Didn't he become president twice? He's... What Trump, is, what Trump is trying, trying to, to do, do, he's the only guy to do it. Right. Non-consecutive. Two non-consecutive. Yeah. Terms. Second time, though. So he is, I don't know what the numbers are, but he is considered the 22nd and the 24th yeah. president. So, so Those numbers are right, but you know what I mean. 45th and 47th. Yeah, right. Both of the 45th and 47th. I'm such a good president. I'm the president. There was a the clip presidents. of him that somebody posted where he's like, I don't know what the scariest thing about this clip is, but Trump is basically like, when I was president, we didn't have war for decades under my leadership. Decades. That's <laughs> like so you were the president and he for said, four years. He said, like, what's the scariest part? The fact that, A, he doesn't know what a decade is, or B, the fact that he was the president during the Afghanistan war. He was the one that ordered the surge in troops. Like, what is he talking about? Mm. <laughs> it's, okay, okay. Listen. <laughs> oh my God. Are you kidding me? I don't think he's counting that as a real war. I, that's what, that's, I can sum that up for you. That dude. He's talking about Ukraine and Russia is what he's talking about. Listen, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you want to go two for ten, all three for twenty on yeah, the yeah, authors yeah. of the Federalist Papers? Yeah, I could do that. I know those. Um, uh, okay, so Madison. Okay. Burr. Mm. Wasn't Burr in it? No. Okay, so, all right. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Madison. Madison. And uh, Jay. John Jay, uh, the first Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. There you go. The the first chief justice. The first chief justice, yes. And Madison's nickname? <sighs> he had a good nickname. He's got a big he's got like a father of the oh, nickname. Father of the Federalists? Father of the Constitution. Father of the Constitution, okay. You know who's well a pretty good ma- uh, president? James <laughs> Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, folks, but we used to get uh trolled by a, a MySpace account back in the day, like fifteen years ago. When we launched the Quizzo uh, social network for the first time, and it was an account for the president of the United States, James Monroe, and every comment was the same comment to every single person he posted to who mentioned James Monroe, and all it said was, you know who's a pretty good president? James Monroe. That's it. (laughs) 
There was no context. They do no have a point because Monroe is is completely overlooked. <laughs> and he, he's a pretty good president. <laughs> they had up that, there. They had that right on its head. Yeah. He was a pretty good president. All right, Nick, true or false? The pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock because their ship ran out of beer. They taught you this in school, right? That the reason why we landed so on gonna, Plymouth Rock. They were was, trying to get to Boston and they, they just gave up. Because they ran out of beer. I mean, it sounds right to me. You <laughs> see how many boat trips I've had shortened based on the lack <laughs> of space. Sounds right to me. I'm not going to question the logic here. I'm going to say it's true. It is so true. Yeah. They sense. had a ration of beer. You didn't drink water back then because I guess disease uh, and you can, you something happened to you. You, you didn't drink water. water, right? <laughs> so they ran out of beer. So they had to make they had to make landing. Yeah. Nothing like, left to drink. Right. So that's uh, it's pretty awesome. That's why they. <laughs> I mean, people, people think of. Back then, as being so rough, but meanwhile, well, they also think of the pilgrims as being these religiously like pure people, right? Right? They, they were just no, 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 man. They don't mix religion and beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Grover Cleveland's uh, marrying his daughter, and the pilgrims are drunk on a boat. That's American history, folks. Entertainment. Let's do it. To entertain them. We'll let them listen to Alice's. Can you restaurant. tell me the best-selling single of all time by a female artist? What is the best-selling single is it of Taylor all Swift? time by a female artist? No, oh, that hasn't happened. Thank God. Okay. I don't think people buy singles anymore. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like, yeah, nah, that's, this is... is it? I wasn't Whitney Houston. That's the best-selling uh, soundtrack of all time. And it is also the best-selling. Is it? I will love you. Yeah. I will always love you. We Dolly just it with Dolly. We bring it all home, folks. Bring it all home. That was totally by accident. <laughs> I didn't have a chance of getting that otherwise. I would not have guessed that. Uh, okay. That is the best-selling. Nick. Uh, well, you were saying, is that Dolly Parton's most famous song? Yes. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it is. the best-selling, best-selling song, song of all by, time. By a female so, artist. So that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Nick, who changed their last name to Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson to advocate for global warming awareness? Greta Thunberg? <laughs> Why Wilson at the end of the- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> it is now Greta Extreme Heat Weather Winter. <laughs> so once again, who changed their last name to Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson? Uh, hmm. To advocate for global warming awareness. Or to Sierra? Advocate- Great guess. So this guy has a natural first name, like a thing in nature going on with his first name. Uh, okay. Forrest Whitaker? That's a very <laughs> good He played uh, Dwight on The Office. Okay. Now, if you had asked me who played Dwight on The Office, we could have saved some <laughs> time. We could have saved some time. Rain Wilson. Yes, yeah, so his, now, his new name is Rain Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson. Okay. How's that career? I think it's more <laughs> people forgot that I was once famous Wilson, <laughs> yes, and now absolutely. I'm going to try to get my Do name something. in the news yeah. as fast as possible. But thank you for letting us ask a question about you, Rain, and global warming awareness. So, f- Nick, are you aware of global warming? Well, You should you, be more now. Did you see the uh, girls that threw the tomato no. uh, soup on, oh. a, on Van Gogh sunflowers? Oh, jeez. Oh, Good God. And then they super glued their hands to the wall. I'd rip them off. You want to know the good news? What? There was a piece of glass <laughs> protecting the Van Gogh. The Van Gogh. <laughs> so it's like they ended up ruining the frame. 
Okay, so they're not. So, so we're not that hell stupid. of a protest. We're not that stupid to allow people access to ruin priceless art. Right. Okay. Thank God. Another thing happening in London. All right. I got one left for you, and then we'll call it a show. So, you want to fire one away? Yeah. Let's see. What are we? Um. The uh, can you tell me what movie had the best November opening in history? No. <laughs> what month is it? November. What Thanksgiving? What big movie just came out? Oh, I have no idea. No, I haven't watched TV. Gosh, it's it's just this is just funny because this was a movie that when the first one came out, you were like, you gotta see this, you gotta see this, and now the follow up comes out, and you didn't even know it was out. No, Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, the first one's good. It was. It was. It was I heard the second one's awesome too. Oh, that's great. No, I had no idea. So that's the biggest uh, November, November opening, opening of all ever. time. Wow, that's crazy. So people are back at the theaters. We'll see what December brings us. Um, okay, Nick, uh, holiday cheer question uh, for a while. Uh, this is uh, as good as it gets. Bring the family around. You know how you get those matching PJs and everybody wears matching Christmas PJs? So my daughters wear matching P- I will not match. Your daughters. I don't match. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Well, this guy, this guy's got to buy a factory for his family. Okay. Nick Cannon. Oh, boy. Announced he will stop having kids for a while. For a while. I don't believe it. For a while. After what child number was announced? Well, I know he's having... Two at the same time with two different women. That I know. <laughs> what child number is it? I'm going to say we're up to 11. Nick, 11 was announced, and then shortly thereafter, so was 12. 12? <laughs> we are at <laughs> We were just at nine. <laughs> we had nine just on the podcast nine. in season six, I feel like. That's what I'm saying. It was this year. It was, it was definitely this year. This year. What is yeah. going on? Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice. And the restaurant But Alice's Restaurant Is not the name of the restaurant That's just the name of the song And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago It was on two years ago on Thanksgiving When my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant But Alice doesn't live in the restaurant She lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog and living in the bell tower like that they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be and having all that room seen as how they took out all the pews they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage 
for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving, and we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before, and with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff, and at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage, and we decided that one big pile is better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage and just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again which is what we expected but when we got to the police officer station there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon and we was both immediately arrested handcuffed and i said oh yeah don't think i can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on he said shut up kid get in the back of the patrol car and that's what we did sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the quote scene of the crime unquote I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering?
Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down. Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one. Sat down. Man came in, said, All rise. We all stood up, and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the CNI dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. Then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one, and looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry cause Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it and the judge wasn't gonna look at the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and we was fined $50 and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We got a building down in New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down to get my physical examination one day and I walked in, I sat down, got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like all, I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. <laughs> I mean, I want, I want to kill, kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill, 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 kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And the sergeant came over, pinned the metal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. Didn't feel too good about it. Proceeded on down the hall, getting more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two hours, three hours, four hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things, and I just having a tough time there and they was inspecting injecting every single part of me and they wasn't leaving no part untouched 
proceeded through and I went finally came to see the very last man. I walked in, walked in, sat down after a whole big thing there and I walked up and said, what do you want? He said, kid, we only got one question. Have you ever been arrested? And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that. And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, Kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid. And I, I walked over to, to the bench there, and there's his Group W is where they, where they put you if you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime and there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers. Father stabbers. Father rapers. Father rapers sitting right there on the bench next to me and one day was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime-fighting guys are sitting there on the bench. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me. And he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things. And he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> I said, What were you arrested for, kid? And I said, Littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry a bone, all kinds of mean, nasty things, till I said, and creating a nuisance. And they all came back, shook my hand, and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench. And everything was fine. We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over, had some paper in his hand, held it up, and said, kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want no details of the crime, town, crime, and that kind of thing. Got to say, to about the crime, one of the rest of the officers, name, and that kind of thing. You got to say in the top for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. And I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony, and... Wrote it down there just like it was, and everything was fine. And I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper, and and there, there on the other side, in the middle of the other side, away from everything else on the other side, in parentheses capital letters quotated read the following words kid you rehabilitated yourself I went over to the sergeant and said sergeant you've got a 
Not a damn god asked me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench. Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join an army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bum. Lifted me, said, kid, you don't like your kind. And we're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington, and friends. Somewhere in Washington, enshrined in some little folders, and studying black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. Or you may be in a similar situation And if you're in a situation like that There's only one thing you can do Is walk into the shrink wherever you are Just walk in and say shrink You can get anything you want At Alice's restaurant and walk out You know if one person, just one person does it They may think he's really sick and they won't take him Two people, two people do it in harmony. They think they're both faggots and it won't take either of them. And if three people do it, three, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's restaurant, anti-massacre movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar with feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when it does. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That was horrible. <laughs> one and Warren stuff, you gotta sing loud. You could put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again, and this time with four-part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around is what we're doing. Restaurant, so walk right in it. 